What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Alternate Reality, where we talk about everything gaming, everything... Oh, God. Nerdy. Everything nerdy. Oh, boy. A restart. Okay, here we go. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Alternate Reality, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Hebrew Hammer, joined, as always, by Muggin. What up? And, uh, yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about today. Um, especially some movies that just come out or came out rather. Um, Quantumania, that's a big one. I know you haven't seen that yet, but I'm excited to uh, talk about it a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, do the quick little promo for our money making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. So, first of all, make sure to check us out on um, our Discord at discord.me forward slash ANR. That's totally free. You can join us anytime you want. So go ahead and hit that up. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. You can check out the different tiers that we have there. Um, you know, see anything that fits in your budget. Click it, subscribe it. We love it. And then uh, you can, of course, this is the most important thing you can do to help out. You can go to Apple Podcast or Spotify and give us a five-star review. So please do that. Helps out with visibility and all the numbers on the back end. So very, very helpful. But that is it for the shameless shilling this episode. Yay. Boom. Nice and quick. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the movies and TV and stuff. So let's start do off it. with one that we've both kind of done. Okay. The, so Last of Us. Mm -hmm. How are you liking that one? I'm, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it good. That not um this last episode this week but the, the kansas mm -hmm. city episode ended rough dude rough yeah, dude. my wife was crying i was like really Fuck. i was like she's gonna she's gonna be she's not gonna be happy but yeah it was <laughs> that ended that ended not not great not great. Yeah, it was it was something, man. Like that I, went, that I got intense as fuck. It really did at so many points too. You know, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I haven't seen the most recent episode, but that one was definitely a very strong episode. Um, loved the episode with B Bill and Frank. Was it was mm -hmm. Bill, right? I know it was Frank was the other one, but um, but yeah, loved that episode. I thought that was great. <laughs> Actor choice was fantastic on that, also. Yeah, um, yeah, they did great jobs. But yeah, the whole ride for it—I mean, the, the casting choice for everyone has been amazing, honestly. But yeah, um, I I love seeing the the little videos on TikTok where it shows the conversation in the game and then the exact conversation in the movie, and shows either how they are exactly the same or incredibly similar. So I like that because there's a lot of high fidelity and especially very important dramatic moments. And I'm glad that they have the balls to actually stick to the script in many cases. And because um, and I say that because I feel like most people try to take whatever was there and add their own interpretation to it and, um, you know, change it up from what it was. Uh, and I think that honestly, like, if you have something fantastic, people want to see it lifted off the page, quite literally, and put into this other new medium. I don't think that, like, in many people's minds, at least, um, that we want to see, you know, an entirely different show because we like what it was. So, for me, this is, like, really hitting the mark on so many levels, and I think it's, you know, 
doing wonders for promoting um, future game series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the other thing is just the pacing of the show in general is like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taking uh, its time. Yeah, and it's. Uh, it, did you see the one that dropped this like the last one from this week or whatever? No. Okay, so it's interesting because you know the Kansas City episode was pretty, pretty intense. intense. Yeah. Um, you know, very action packed. It was a very big ending. You know what I mean? Emotionally um, heightened. Heightened. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, but even like the action and the suspense of that episode was really high. This latest oh, yeah. episode was a lot Definitely. slower. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I've seen a few uh, clips on on TikTok of it. So yeah. It's a great episode, but um, mm-hmm. it was a lot slower. Um, it was funny because we finished watching it right before the cast, and my wife was like, it's like, I feel like nothing happened in that episode, but a ton of shit actually happened in that episode. I'm right. like, yeah, it's because it wasn't like super um, like aggro, you know, suspense. It was very like a chill, like highly emotional like set the stage for the next it's kind of like the midpoint now i think so it's like right. setting the stage for like the back half of the season mm-hmm. and um i don't know i thought they did a great job but yeah it's it's got a it's the when the when it gets intense it's intense when it slows down it's very like poignant and like emotion like heightened emotions and mm-hmm. i don't know everybody's just doing a great job with it so well that's the thing i think that even in like and that's that's this is just like shows a good series, I think, or a good, or a good movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in the the quiet times, right? As long as there's always development in some metric, you know what I mm-hmm. mean. So, in this case, from what I've gathered so far, um, based on the little clips I've seen, there was a lot of emotional development going. Oh on. yeah, no tons. And, Right. And so like that's the thing. Like you don't need to always have even in a series that's based around zomb like crazy ass zombies, like you don't always need them to make your show entertaining. You should be able to make it entertaining with the characters that are there that are always developing constantly. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I I think that, you know, based on what you've said and what I've seen, I think that it's gonna be definitely a very good uh, episode in its own way. And that's kind of what it so far like that's kind of what it's been every single episode is kind of doing something in its own way it's not one episode super action-packed another one is kind of like on the mid-level another one is just like low-key down another one's introduction of different characters different stories so like yeah i just think that they've done a really good job at whenever you're walking watching uh the walking dead um I always feel like it's very much more of the same constantly. And this is just feels very different. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought the same of black, um, black Sunday. I don't know if you saw that one. I did not see that. Um, is a zombie. There's two seasons. I think it's on Netflix. Um, first of all, the first season was amazing. Um, of that show. The second season for me, I don't think was as good as the first season. Mm-hmm. But it it had some some high some really high points, right. um, but it just also had some for me some really low points that I was just like eh, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. But that that's a good one too, um, yeah, to, to check out for sure. 
Well, then there you go for it. Cause I mean, it's going to come not long from now, whenever people are dying for more last of us and we have to wait. So mm-hmm. that's a good option in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about, uh, Vox Machina now. Mm-hmm. So we got season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it finally came out. You and I watched season one fully. You're ahead of me in season two. Actually, did you finish season two or no? So I'm on the last episode. I watched like 15 minutes ago, minutes of it, and then I or like 10 minutes or something like something like a short portion of it, like mm-hmm. the first quarter. And then I realized it was like three in the morning, and I had to work in in the a.m. and I, I right. really needed to go to sleep. I just I had to literally force myself go. to turn it off and go to bed. <laughs> and I I had literally watched. The in, like I had watched the first three episodes and then I didn't get to it until like the rest of the whole season was out mm-hmm. and I basically binged like five and a half episodes and I started at like like eleven forty five at night. So, oh wow! Just, yeah, so it was like mistakes were made, but awesome mistakes, totally <laughs> worth it. I was very tired the next day, that's for sure. But um, well, I feel you. I am I am like three episodes behind though. So yeah. I'm a bit further behind, but um, yeah, it's I mean it's very good so far. What do yeah. you think? So I thought like the first three episodes for me were like not hitting the mark. They were they were me. slower. Yeah, I just but it was like even the slowness of it, like Actually, the character the first development. Was not slow. First the character was development for me in those first couple episodes mm-hmm. just wasn't hitting the mark. Right. Um, but on the mid and back half now they've definitely like all that stuff now um is starting to make a lot more sense so like and you're catch you're catching into it uh some of the things that that they were setting up there so yeah i i um some late game payoff yeah which is fine i mean that's as long as it's there's no like checkoffs gun or whatever they call it right they show (laughs) it to you and then nothing ever happens with it yeah that shit pisses me off but no, I think um, all in all, um, I give it, I give it good marks. It's definitely getting really intense at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see where it lands. Yeah, we'll but, do a uh, bigger, a bigger dive on that whenever we both I just, seen it. Where the hell's Madame uh, Arcane season two? That's what I want to know, bro. Like, I mean, what the? You're why? Why you? Choir. Why you take so long, Arcane? <laughs> I, I literally went and looked that up again the other day. Pretty much every two weeks I go and look up to see if any news has broken out for it. But now it's looking like, um, you know, second half of 2023 is is what the hopeful side of it is. So, you know, we'll have to see. But, man, I want that thing to come back so bad. Not just because, you know, you have a podcast over it, but just because I love that show so much. Um, but, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the next little thing, and next and last part of the movies and TV. That's Quantum Mania. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet. God, I want you to see it so bad, just because I'm I'm curious to have your opinion on it. But uh, man, I was because let... you loved it so much. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was let down so hard on this. I yeah. was I was pretty amped for the first time in a while for a Marvel movie. I was pretty amped up. And um, it just fell so flat. Like, honestly, everything that they, you know, I'm not going into specifics, but I'm just going to say, um, you know, everything that I felt like they had set up thus far, in which case already didn't feel like a lot until just recently. Um, 
it, it just I felt like honestly they ruined it in this one movie and like they kind of did some stuff later on to make you think like oh yeah no it is very threatening and but at the same time like I, I really just feel like halfway through the movie I was like the threat level was just cut because it was actually really intense and and the threat level was high for a decent bit of the movie and then like towards the end like third act it just went down hard and i was like how is this gonna support the rest of this phase for marvel and then they kind of do something at the end that like they where i feel like they're trying to make it seem threatening again but it's Mm -hmm. just not in my book so that part didn't land um also michelle pfeiffer i love michelle pfeiffer as an actress actually like in everything else but in this no i just i never liked her in this role whenever you saw her in the little bits before but in this one it just she seems so out of place you know. i just don't buy anything that she does i don't know if i'm alone on that or not but like man it's it's just bad um and i think the other thing is uh there's something that she does throughout it that literally makes no sense, and I, which is I your remember, favorite thing, huh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, which is your favorite thing when it's exactly. just like you're like, looking at the character and you're going, "Dude, that's fucking stupid, bro!" Yeah. And you, you're supposed to be like a genius scientist. Like, come on, bro. exactly. And um, there's literally like they keep doing this thing, which is very irritating to literally even like the the people in in the movie, like the characters that she's doing it to in the movie, and. I'm like, all right, this is irritating me. Like, why is this happening? And mm-hmm. then, like, I feel like they they were I was supposed to get some kind of payoff for it because it just made no sense otherwise. Right. And then it literally never explained why. And then I was like, why in the world is that a thing? Like, for the first 40 minutes of the movie, I'm distressed. And then you never tell me why I, like, why sh- this person was doing what they were doing. Check so, off scale. Yeah, it, that's a well. Yes, yes, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see it. I feel like, but um, yeah, it was just very irritating on on very on a lot of levels, and there were so many convenient things that happened. I'm gonna wrap this up, you know, just in a second. But so mm-hmm. many convenient things that happened, um, and also like kind of the same little how should I say tropes kept playing yeah. out over and over and over again in the movie, like literally four times. And I was like, wow, this usually only happens like once a movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, they did it like four times over. And I was like, okay, it's, it's enough. Like I don't even believe it anymore whenever yeah. you try to do it. So um, yeah, that's what it was. I would love to hear people's opinions on it outside of it. The critics I saw gave it a 49% surprisingly. Um, and then the, uh, just because usually they rate these Marvel movies high no matter what, and then uh, the audience. Well, I score think the was, fatigue. Was I think the fatigue is is starting to set in. I mean, Honestly, I, I've had some other people say like, "Oh, MCU's back," and I'm just like, "Hell no!" Yeah, I think it's a dumpster fire right now. Honestly, but yeah, I think the MCU's <laughs> in a very a very weird spot. We were talking yeah. about this in another um, Discord somewhere, and I was just it was like. Um, I love how we're back on the MCU train again, but I guess oh, that right. happens when the new when the movies come out. But yeah, um, that uh, they're basically like after the End Game, mm-hmm. you know, it's like what do you do that's 
that's more relevant than like you know snapping half the universe away do you know what i mean like it's you've got yourself in this really shitty spot and you keep trying to make these like you've got two things going on in the movies you try and make these like big um like world threatening things like 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 wakanda forever right for Mm -hmm. instance you know, they tried to make Namor off like he's some like oh god, <laughs> he's like some problematic villain that's gonna like destroy the world, right? He's like, well, you know, it's war then, and then he, he so he's gonna take out Wakanda, and then he's gonna just take out the whole world, right? With his little fishman, mm-hmm. and um, it never felt like he was a threat to anyone, no, not at all, barely even a threat to Wakanda outside of the fact that they just didn't have their you know quote unquote only per, only one guy on the planet can protect them thing you know um and uh and that movie was just so fucking bad anyway it really was but, so bad <laughs> but like i think again here so now you're in this area where they're like but but then you've got stuff like hawkeye right mm-hmm. and i know you didn't like it but she hulk and miss marvel and what's whatnot right where they're much more grounded like mm-hmm. in like like Hawkeye was extremely grounded in its Hawkeye was very good, yeah. You know, but it was very good because of that. It's like a second yeah. tier character like Hawkeye, yeah, he's Avenger, he's been in every movie, but he was never like the star of the show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's always been the kind of like and it sucks because he was so good in the show. Like he's always been a background piece. So Right. You know, the guy with the bow, right? But they did such a good job with, with the, the story and kind of like how everything came to pass and and the you know, the mentorship kind of aspect of it and all that stuff. So you're like, Yeah, I can believe this, I buy this and then of course you get the huge payoff with Kingpin at the end, right? So it's right. like you're rewarded for it being kind of a lower tier thing to find out that like, oh damn, like Daredevil's It's back. putting moves together. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think now they're like scrambling to make the movies feel bigger than the shows mm-hmm. and it's just not going well. And I totally forgot to put this on um, here, which we probably, we really need to talk about, but um, the, uh, what is it? You know, Iger mm-hmm. in the last um, like earnings call made this big statement. He's like, we're cutting back. Like we're cutting back on all of our shows and everything and we're going back to our first our disney properties movie theaters like bring the magic back right Mm -hmm. so we're going to cut the marvel budgets we're going to cut the star wars budgets we're going to slow down on the tv you know what i mean like so there's going to be a change right and any they even said like the marvel movie and the star wars movie budgets we're going to get cut back a little bit in an effort to 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 generate more profits because they, I guess they just, you know, they're not obviously, they're spending a lot of money on these TV shows for Disney plus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's on top of everything else that's going on with like superhero fatigue and whatnot. Now you've got like this on top of it. Right. So it's like, how do you, you know, write the ship? And I, you know, I feel like they can, they just need to figure out a formula to do it, you know? Well, speaking on that too, I think that there's been a lot more emphasis as budget has gone up dramatically for these things, you know, in the past. Um, like, I feel like there's this big emphasis on spectacle and far less of an emphasis on storytelling. And I think that that just kind of happens over time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have so much more 
budget to throw into, you know, the big, loud, crazy looking, amazing shots um, and CGI, then there's just they're like, this will carry the movie, not as much the script, where if you have so little money to work with, you know, and we're talking like you can you can see this even more clearly that the lower you get with the budget, like the more amazing your story needs to be. And I mm-hmm. feel like so I feel like in a lot of these cases, like that budget has been a detriment almost because it's been a crutch that they lean on. Um, yeah, that third act CGI giant yeah. battle. It, it's just yeah. you don't always need it. Exactly. And in a lot. And yeah, I would say in most of the issues that they've had recently, it's been because those things just don't make sense. Yeah. I mean, like I liked in like Loki's a good example of this, for instance, where like the final fight wasn't a fight. You know what I mean? It was a conversation, but mm-hmm. it held more impact than anything else that they've done. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely more than WandaVision. <laughs> That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, that, but... that show unraveled so fast. Like I was, <laughs> I, I was like my, I had whiplash. Yeah, like it was I'm like saying. this is going good. This is going good. This is going good. Oh my god! I just got yeah. t-boned by the idiot bus. I think like... that was the that was like the the beginning of of the end or the downfall at least yeah i think well was wandavision before falcon and the winter soldier uh yes it was falcon and the winter soldier was right after that so wandavision was the first wandavision was the first yeah Yeah. okay yeah but either way the um i was just gonna say like i think the biggest thing just like an overall thing to finish this up is just for me like they just don't have the um i feel like if you're if especially if you're going to do a whole big phase thing again right like what we had before which i think is a good idea just as you said there is this need of escalation like animes show this better than anything right because you're carrying on an anime for we look at dragon ball z right like i mean a bazillion seasons and you start at the bottom and the threat level has to go up incrementally every single time because you need to believe that this is worse and worse and worse. And so whenever you have Thanos, like that is a that's a high bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with what they were kind of piecing together, they didn't piece it together quite as well in the background, like this this steady incoming threat feeling that they had with the first phase. But like you kind of started to see some plays being made, especially after Loki. That was like really like the only one that really, you know, threw some information on it, which they did very well. And so I was, I really thought that this was going to be the payoff, but then man, after, after seeing this supposed threat, I'm just like, Oh, this, this ain't going to do it, boys. This is not going to support a whole phase. So yeah, I'm, it is what it is, and maybe the comic book people know something that, I mean, I'm sure that they do know the things that I don't, but it, the point is, is that, like, if I'm watching the Marvel movies as someone that doesn't know the Marvel comics, the, everything that I just saw, it, like, makes me doubt, like, the villainy that's going on here. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So, and also, um, the, uh, the you got to have a good motive, too. And here the motive is so messy and you they you literally never find out with a motive. They just kind of tease it to you. But like there isn't really a good motive going on. And so there's not really something you can get behind or see the from the perspective of the villain. So Yeah, and I think the I think so I think the other issue is is that we're in kind of like and yeah, we'll wrap this up in just a minute, but I think we're in this like rebuild phase where like all the original like first three 
because this was phase four, right? So we're going into phase five. So the first three phases were like all the actors and actresses that carried those characters in those phases, like 90% of them are out, mm-hmm. right? You, you've got a couple of them left, right? Thor is pretty much true, yeah. out after this last one. You know, Captain America's gone. Iron Man's gone. Black Widow's gone. You know what I mean? Like all the, you know, all these characters are like just gone. Right. And they were, they were some of the higher tier characters. So they're having to introduce all these new characters so they can build the new Avengers or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then have them save the world. Right. And, and you're left with not really a great squad just yet. Right. Like, first of all, I don't know anyone that liked Captain Marvel or, 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 or the, or, uh, Brie Larson, right? The way she yeah. played Captain Marvel. Like, I don't know anyone that went like Captain Marvel was awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I mean, she, I do know some she's people like that one like of it, your, but I, I didn't. She's like one of your. She's like one of your anchors for this this phase, right? Because mm-hmm. she's like the one that's been there, and um, Hulk, who's pro- probably taking a back seat now after She Hulk. You know what I mean? So it's like. Mm-hmm. And She Hulk is incredibly unlikable. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if people will actually like latch on to these characters and and they can carry the phase forward. But we'll see. Anyway, let's. Yeah, very uh, good point. Um, But yeah, we'll go and move on. Let's go to the. We've been deep on the Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) No no Star Wars, though. So I guess we want something. (laughs) Yeah, not this time. Um, But yeah, let's go to the news portion here. Just one thing. Facebook sells the check marks for twelve dollars. They are hopping on the Twitter train, basically. Yeah. So, what do you think stupid. about this? I, I mean, I didn't like the idea with Twitter either, but mm-hmm. you know, I guess what it boils down to is like, um, you know, what are you going to do? Facebook does it. You're going to pay it, or you're not going to get it. So, you know, that, do that's it. the thing. It's it's kind of like this. Um, like honestly, the the blue check mark system, you know, from from Twitter or Instagram or whatever, like I honestly thought that that was good the way it was before, um, because I mm-hmm. think it's important to be able to like notate, oh, this is like a, you know, a, a big company, right? Like some someone with clout. So I I know that I you know whether you listen to them or not or whether they're feeding you bullshit or not is totally irrelevant. At least you know that they're like some source of something, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so I feel like that's a good distinguisher. Like being able to distinguish those things is important. Yeah. Um, but especially also even just with fake accounts and stuff like that. Like whenever you have thirty fake accounts all surrounding like the same company or person, like the one with the blue check mark is the one you know is real, right? It's just an immediate notifier. So I even on the simplest level, I feel like you know it, I I liked that system. But it's the same kind of thing where if you sell your check marks. If everyone's special, no one's special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it muddies the water to a ridiculous degree. So I don't have a problem with them selling check marks for, like, you know, extra benefits. But I think that they just need, both of these systems just need to make, like, a new check mark that does what the old check mark did. And basically, mm-hmm. you have three levels you have the real check mark that, you know, just like what it was before, but now it's like fucking pink instead of blue. I don't care. Um, and then you have the subscriber mm-hmm. ones, which you get extra benefits, and then you have the free ones that doesn't have a check mark at all. Right. But, um, yeah, going into the selling check marks system, I just feel like 
in its current iterations is ugh, feels a little meh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, but is what it is, you know. We we got to move on. This is the brave new <laughs> new tech world that we're looking at. So uh, <laughs> subscriptions literally everywhere. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead and so, uh, yeah. hop into the gaming world now. I think they said I I was listening to the radio the other day yeah. and they said that like uh, the number one most hated person on the planet, according to like a poll, you know, a big poll they did mm-hmm. was Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And in a close second is your boy, Elon Musk, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. I am tied, not. They're tied for second wow, place. Wow. Tied? That's yeah, wrong. They're tied for second place. Elon Musk. Oh, I see. I, I can see it. I got to say. I mean, like, but people just turn so fast, dude. So, like, two months before this whole Twitter thing happened right like mm-hmm. i mean elon was was popular man <laughs> you know what i mean he was he was like i feel like beloved um globally uh, i would even say so mm-hmm. um like i would say like if you ask 70 percent of the population they would be like yes i love him maybe 30 percent didn't but yeah it just the internet turned so very fast and i i i am betting that like in another year or two i'm sure it will be the opposite way again unless he does some other stuff i don't know but um yeah i'm uh, that doesn't surprise me right now is basically my point so yeah we'll have to see um but yeah let's go ahead and yeah move into the gaming stuff now uh gaming topic number one for sure has to be hogwarts legacy oh my god it's it's good the bag and the dumb (laughs) exactly there's so much to talk about here first of all what was it it got most successful what's 12 million copies in in two weeks earns 850 million mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. insane did mm-hmm. incredible just a couple dollars just yeah <laughs> exactly so you know the whole thing that was you know the canceling of the game from the um i don't want to say the trans community because it wasn't the whole trans community but like a small portion of the trans community you know that that did not obviously did not work out um you know we're, we're talking about the issues. There was this gigantic, for those of you that don't know, um, this gigantic push from that small portion of the trans community that, you know, the whole J.K. Rowlands is transphobic thing. And so they were saying cancel the game because it has ties to J.K. Rowlands. And, um, yeah, it was a, a big thing. There was a lot of um, news places even you said there was like a good couple i only saw one but a lot of uh you know like gaming news websites that picked up these articles that even you know rated the game poorly because of controversy like that not the game itself but the controversy surrounding the game so that's been you know definitely having a uh, effect you know to some degree i mean but has it though like I mean, that, not monetarily. Like, not well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the problem. Like, so here, here's the deal. Like, I, I want to start before we get too deep in this. That mm-hmm. you know, I think, and 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 to be fair, like I haven't gone back and reread what she said specifically because uh, I was chatting with Chewburger about about it and some other stuff, and he was like, "Well, what specifically was it that that you thought?" was really egregious about what she said. And I'm like, you know, to be honest, like I remember reading about it and reading the quote and listening to things. And 
and going, wow, that was really stupid and, and mm-hmm. really not okay. And you shouldn't have said that. And you really should probably walk that back if you're smart. And, you know, whatever damage you've done is probably not something that you're going to be able to fix. And here we go again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for me, you know, that's my stance on her as a person, right? I mm-hmm. think she's just not not a good person, right? I mean, she did make an, a very interesting world, and, and yeah, her world isn't perfect, and, and people bring up, have brought up a lot of stuff about this game, like, and it, it's not even just, like, her transphobic, you know, uh, issues and statements that she made, which, but it, but that is part of it. They're also bringing up, like, and, and I'll be fair, both Hebrew Hammer and I are Jewish, so mm-hmm. these are coming from two Jewish boys, but you know, that the goblins are an allegory for Jews because they love money. And I'm like, dude, until you wrote that down in your article, I never even thought that exactly. for a damn yeah. second. And trust me, I've seen Mel Brooks movies. I know when someone's making fun of Jewish people. Like, it's a mm. thing. Like, it's very clear when it's being done. I always saw the goblins... And the house elves as allegories for minorities being mistreated by those in power. So, you know, they're definitely, for me, an allegory of, you know, the struggle for, you know, basic rights of a person in a Mm -hmm. society that doesn't want to give them those rights. And, you know, the main villain of the game is basically a doing the wrong things for the right reasons. You know, I want to bring my people out from underneath the oppression of the wizards but Mm -hmm. to do so i'm just gonna go randomly kill as many people as i can not a great way to go about it but um you know i mean like standard like terrorists doing it but doing it for a reason that actually at the at the at its core is not a bad reason you know you're fighting for the right fight but in the wrong way um but yeah i mean and some of the issues that were in the world building of the book are present in the game but like to base all of your review on the flaws of the creator to me is is problematic because just just because that creator has those flaws doesn't mean the people that work specifically on this game have those flaws or or feel those ways and it's it's kind of shitty towards them i mean it's the same what was the other game that we were talking about this with i don't remember it was a little while ago Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, I really enjoy the game. Um, you know, I don't have to like J.K. Rowling to like this world. Um, I can separate the art from the artist. I mean, I do it with H.P. Lovecraft. Like that right. dude was a rampant shithead, racist, <laughs> yeah, terrible exactly. person. You have to the further you but, go back. But holy crap, did he create something that has spawned countless works and and um. You know, but if you go that far back, everybody was a damn racist. Exactly. The, the thing yeah, is now, the though, thing. now, though, like, she should know better. Like, this is a different world well, than it was 20 I mean, years ago. But at the same time, you know, she's welcome to have her opinions. That's, um, th- that's the as thing. As long as she's not being violent about it or hurting people, you know, in a way that's irreparable. I mean, it's not great for someone of that station or that power to be spewing that bullshit. Because there are people that are going to be like, J.K. Rowling, she's rich, she's powerful, look at this great work she's created, she must know something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then the other thing, and I'll let you jump in a second. I just want to say one more thing. The other thing I've heard people talk about with like the whole idea of like separate the art from the artist is, you know, if you look at something like HP Lovecraft, his work is in the public domain. So even his estate isn't making any money off of it. Whereas JK Rowling still being alive and having signed contracts with Warner brothers does have an opportunity to make money off of this game, um, and further push her agenda to create more Potter content. Um, so that was one of the reasons I did see someone bring that up and that that's a valid point, like in the whole argument of separate art from the artist and the fact that this artist is still actively making money off of this art, even though they're not directly creating it. But at the same time for me, you know, I think the game's fucking awesome. So what, uh, what do you think about the controversy side of things? I mean, so per- personally, like, with this whole J.K. Rowling's thing, well, I want to clear up a few things, because first and foremost, most people have not even read the comments, and I'm not going to go too deep on this with, with my views of anything, because, you know, I think that they're good views in general, and most people would agree, but um, I think that when it comes to the J.K. Rowling's thing, like, most people have not read the comments. They just hear about the controversy and then they get the they summation side. Of it from whatever side they already are a yeah. part of. Or they're and, yeah, or they're reading. You're like if right. you're on if you're PC then you you hate her. If you're if you're, you know, a turf or whatever, then you you're all about her kind of thing. Right. right? And I mean I'm I'm a very liberal person and I have read her comments and from the beginning this whole controversy has made zero sense to me. Because there is a statement with one questionable definition, and this is where all the controversy comes from. This one facet of a definition, um, which she makes the distinction of. And keep in mind, literally, all before that, she talks about how she supports trans people. She has marched for trans people multiple times. Like, she wholeheartedly loves trans people. There is, there's just a slight definition where she considers there's women who like literally experience menstruation, and then there's women who are trans women. That's literally where this whole controversy comes from, that she has that distinction between the two. So whether you side with one side or not do, does not matter to me. I, I'm not even going to bother telling you what side I'm on. I just think that it's a really silly thing to be that hung up on. By, by all of this, you know, or I shouldn't say this whole population because it's it's not the whole trans population, but a a portion of the trans population or, or you know, just the left in general. But um, I will say that it's just spawned way too much controversy from that silly thing. And um, I think that if I think that this campaigning against Hogwarts legacy is hilarious considering I don't see anyone posting up outside of you know Grim Grimgots in or what is it Gringotts whatever it is the bank in like the, Harry Potterland uh, Harry Potterland or anything like that she gets kickbacks from those as well anything Harry Potter related she gets but no one bothers to do anything there it's just like this is brand new and flashy and it's more importantly it's easier to do to just get on your keyboard and just say, you know, screw this game because it's tied to someone that I don't like. So I, I just feel like the whole pick and choosy are part of the arguments where they're going to argue like crazy for this, but then they don't even care about that automatically is makes this whole issue stupid. 
So yeah, I did read someone. Uh, I think it was on Kotaku posted a link to this um, mod where someone had basically made it so you could basically play as Harry Potter in Elden Ring, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because the the article was titled "Don't Agree with J.K. Rowling's but still want to you know play as Harry Potter, do it this way," and. <laughs> And someone was someone in the comments like hit the nail on their head. They're like, "Dude, you realize that you're being a hypocrite right now. Like, either mm-hmm. you support, exactly. you can't just say you're not going to play Hogwarts Legacy because of the money, but you're still going to be a Potter fan. Like, right? You can't you can't say it's wrong to do those things, but then because this is free and you know the mod is free and the money for the game goes to another developer that's not connected to her." That it's okay to now play as Harry Potter. It's like, you know, you have to, you got to stick to your guns. And that's the other thing exactly. that I find, like, really frustrating is, like, the idea that, like, you would campaign so hard. But then you know there's a ton of people that will tell you to your face that they think it's terrible and bad. But then go home and play the game, you know. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. I don't know. I just, I think... I let's just talk about what we love that, you know, the actual game and let's get off the controversy. Yeah. Cause I think that's what our problem is. But to me, the game is really good. Um, yeah. Well, point, point being, um, is just like, I, I just think it's very, just to tie a bow on the controversy part. I just think it's very easy to argue for this for perception means, cause it's way easier and, uh, just to not even bother with anything else. And, that kind of attitude whenever it comes to this kind of stuff if you're out there like you know um condemning everything to do with it fine go ahead you know you're going to the um whatever harry potter land or whatever every day to do the same thing cool you you are a true champion but otherwise nah and so this whole thing like you know they were trying to cancel people that were literally just playing the game on it like i mean they had they created a website to track who plays the game on twitch so they could try to band together and cancel them luckily it never really worked out for them but so far as i know but i just think that that whole idea of this tribalistic attitude to destroy anyone that has a a slightly different point of view (coughs) is ridiculous so um and but the it didn't obviously affect the game monetarily because it did incredibly well so I think that that part's funny, which means that there's definitely people that are out there yelling, saying like, oh, this is a terrible game, but are definitely playing it mm-hmm. at home, like you said. But um, yeah, it, it's um, I think the part that really annoyed me the most is that these there's some gaming websites that focused only on the controversial part and literally scored the game poorly because just because of the controversial part not because of the game itself because anyone that focused on the game gave it an amazing review because it is truly an astoundingly good game everything feels good about it there are definitely some things that i would change but they're they're on the very you know minute scale of um of issues um but yeah like i think overall this this game crushes it. It is so much fun. It's it's a huge map that you get to play around in. It truly feels open world. They really went to a crazy level of fidelity. There's uh, lots of uh, TikToks that I've seen of, of people reading passages from the books, describing literally going down a certain corridor 
um, you know, and seeing these, you know, the, the details of what they're seeing as they walk through it in the books, and then literally matching up word for word with everything that you're seeing as you walk through it. I mean, this is a crazy level of detail, obviously orchestrated by people who have an a, absurd level of passion for this game, I would say. And I think that to, uh, you know, pick it against those people who have done literally everything they can to try to make sure everyone does feel included in the game um, is just wrong. Yeah. Because um, these people these people really went above and beyond. And, and they even added in a trans character in the game who's a very good character. You know, she's like one of the, um, I would say... I don't want to say like heroes because like no one's like a hero like you're a hero. Everyone always just passes quests off to you, but she's definitely like a very good character that they put her in a very good light. She's important for all the right reasons, and um, they even talk about the struggle that she that she had a little bit um, just growing up and how she had somewhat of a hard time, but how you know her friends at Hogwarts rallied together. And all that kind of stuff. And so, like, I think those kinds of things are great. And that's what's, you know, taking any bad ideas that may or may not have come from the creator. And I think putting it, making sure that it, it comes off in a great light. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I just give them, you know, five stars on this game. Five out of five. Because it, it was truly incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. So we got Nintendo Direct. Yeah, uh, let me pop this list open here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to tear through some of the top top level stuff. Like this was like what a week ago now, mm-hmm. um, week and a half. Um, but I was, I know some people were pretty humdrum about this, but like for me, there was a lot here, and and it's silly because one of the things that that really made me happy was that they finally drop the date for advance wars one and two the reboot um i knew that was going to be your big thing yeah well i mean you know it, it was supposed to come out and then fucking russia invaded ukraine and fucked it all up but now you know and they said like because of the you know the global you know whatever we're not going to put this game out right now and and right. so it was always like oh god damn it when is it going to come um so we're getting it so that's cool it's april 24 first i think mm-hmm. yeah april 21st so looking super stoked about this and i'll tell you that i mean this i everything they dropped in this thing was like bonkers good for me but um yeah i agree the, uh, well, so what's which the, ones do you want to go through for or well, let's just start at the, the top no okay. i i mean so i'll just run through so zelda tears of the kingdom which what do you think of that new trailer we got to see genshin knockoff you know yeah, it's just totally fucking not <laughs> No, it, it looks it looks astoundingly good. Um, can't wait to get back in. It, yeah. you know, it honestly looks very very slightly updated. I would say from the previous one, but that's mm-hmm. fine because it still looked the previous one still looked really good. Um, but yeah, just it looks like you know more great story in you know the world of Zelda. So I love it. Yeah, someone some people put some. Um, comparison shots up of some areas that are you know because you're in the same world obviously um and there is definitely the fog of war like the fog that they were using to obscure stuff wasn't as thick um and there was a lot more detail at distance in the world so they've obviously 
you know, dug deep and um, done some modifications to the game engine mm-hmm. to squeeze a little bit more out of the hardware, which I think is good. And it also, at the same time, is just a testament to the fact that, you know, some good coding can can go a long way versus just slapping it together and going, ah, fuck it, you right. know, Pokemon style. So um, I'm glad to see that. And it, it also shows that, like, when Nintendo goes, listen, we're going to delay this so we can make it, make it as good as it can be, that they really are... You know, they didn't just go, well, cool. Everybody like Breath of the Wild. Don't fuck with the engine. Let's just make the game. You know, let's 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 do some work here. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And the it, game it's, it's going to do incredibly well. We, oh, we know duh. this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's looking good. Yeah, that's looking, ugh, looking good. Um, all right, so this next one on the list. Um, game Boy and Game Boy Advance has come to Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Hell yes! This was hell nice. yes! This was nice. yeah. This was something that people have been thinking was going to come for a while, um, and it was pretty sweet. They showed the Game Boy first, and everyone was like, "Oh, cool!" And then they showed Game Boy Advance, and I think that I don't think anyone was thinking that we'd get them both at the same time. I think um, that that them dropping them simultaneously, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's available now." Um, so you could like immediately go and grab it, which I also love when they do shit like that. Um, so that was good. And then speaking of doing shit like that, um, they also, um, went ahead and, uh, said, Oh, by the way, um, there's a Metroid prime remake Mm -hmm. and it's a remaster and, uh, you go buy it right now on the eShop and, uh, like right after the event, boom, it was there. And, um, I, I think this would be the first of their remasters that has been forty bucks, right? Yep. Because both of the Mario ones were sixty dollars. Um, so I think forty dollars for a remaster is 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 plenty fine. Thirty forty bucks, um, especially for a first party Nintendo. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, I've never been a big Metroid person. But mm-hmm. I'll say for for this it makes sense. Like this, this a like looks really good. And second of all, I know that this was like, I, I guess the most beloved Metroid Prime game. Yeah, I you know I really don't know um, when it comes to like Metroid Prime which ones people like the most. Um, I guess I'm just not that that tied into it, but. Um, uh, you know, I remember playing it back in the day and really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, it's the first first person Metroid game, um, right. you know, so it, it changed the genre of the Metroidvania for, you know, for what it is. And, um, right. you know, with everybody clamoring for Metroid Prime 4, which mm-hmm. we know that they're working on, my, right. my guess is, is that we're going to get... I bet we're going to get one of the remakes for the first three games like every few months, and then four is going to drop. So that way you'll be able to play all of the Metroid Prime games on the Switch, which is smart. Um, You know, and the thing that the other thing that I find really annoying um, is because, you know, there's a lot of people that throw a lot of shade on uh, Nintendo for the amount of ports that they get from previous systems. And then at the same time, everybody's all butthurt, um, you know, and talking about, you know, video game preservation and making sure that, you know, video games from the past can be played 
you know, to this day. And as hardware becomes more and more scarce for older systems, that becomes more and more difficult. And, oh, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to pirate this stuff? We'd love to, you know, support the developers and stuff. And then someone goes, okay, well, here's a remaster. Not a full remake like Final Fantasy VII Remake, but a remaster of the original game. So you can play it on modern hardware for 40 bucks. Hmm. And then the, the, the pitchforks come out about, oh, this, this is a 20-year-old game. You just <laughs> did a quick, you know, HD re-render and, you know, you should be 10 bucks. And it's just like that part of the, that side of the the coin really pisses me off. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to get my hands on this. I just, I got so much right now that I'm just going to let it kind of sit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. But um, aren't you a Pikmin fan? I am absolutely a Pikmin fan. Pikmin right. 4. Pikmin Quattro. Looking very good. Um, mm-hmm. I have loved Pikmin for a very long time. I, it's one of those just turn your brain off. Well, I guess you don't turn it all the way off because there's lots of puzzles and stuff. But it's just one of those just chill, relax. It's like my version of um, Animal Crossing. Because I don't do Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, but this is like my chill and relax game. I'll like do that. the chill and relax. Yeah, and it, it, they gave it the date of July 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I'm gonna, yeah. So that's not too far off for you. It's not far. Yeah, I, I can certainly wait for that, and yeah, I, I don't I don't mind it. <coughs> Excuse There's me. plenty of other games to play, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is this is looking good. I can't wait to play it. I know that there's not a lot of Pikmin fans out there, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, enough for them to make a game, right? True. True. So yeah, if you haven't, I, I suggest picking them up. I think they recently came out with um, like all of them for the Switch, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to check on that. But, um, but yeah, let's move on to the uh, the next ones. So these ones I don't know much about. So just mention Samba de Amigo Party Central is coming um, June thirtieth. That's my birthday, so that should be fun. There you go. Um, another remaster, uh, Bait and Kaitos one and two. Um, I know these were really big games back in the day, and they have a very um, cult following but it's um they were i believe they were part of monolith soft which is the guys who did um uh xenoblade chronicles and they were it was abandoned after one of their games as they started to work on things like uh-huh. xenoblade chronicles so i know people have been wanting to get a hand on this so that's good um there's some indie games. Uh, Dead Cells is getting its Castlevania. I think we talked about that before. And then Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective. We Love Katamari uh, is getting some love. Uh, I think it's a repeat. Um, Splatoon's Expansion Pass is uh, here. And the first um, bit of that is coming. Uh, and has a new single-player campaign. There's a new Disney like side-scroller, which looks kind of interesting. Like a little platformer. Um, that's based on the new cartoon style. Looked pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Illusion Island. That one actually looked um, very good. I'm, I'm going to yeah. play that one. I think it's going to end up being a lot harder than people are going to expect. I agree. Um, but yeah, that one's one I will definitely get because Zach will love it. It's uh, July 28th. Um, there's a new Professor Layton, which people were going bonkers over. Um, that's a very well-loved 3DS Um game series been quite a few of those so that's awesome to see that coming um the last mainline uh latent game was released in 2014 so we're coming up on 10 years and they're getting a new game which is pretty sweet um 
And then, uh, did you ever play Fantasy Life on the 3DS? Did not. Okay, so that was that had a pretty cult following. It was like, imagine Animal Crossing, but it's like an RPG, like where you're out, like go out and you gather and you fight with like swords and stuff, and you pick a warrior class, and but then you do some like like slice of life stuff. Um, so there's a new Fantasy Life coming to the Switch. Um, and then Mario Kart 8 is getting um, its next pat- batch of courses as part of its booster course pack. Um, and I think that's it. Well, there was something else I thought I had seen that I wanted to talk about, but I'm not seeing it now. I think so, those are all the big hitters. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you know what else, What the other one is um, that's not on here? I'm kind of annoyed that they didn't get any press on this article, but um, Etrian Odyssey. So Etrian Odyssey is um, an old school first person um, like dungeon crawling game uh, with a mapping element. So like on the 3DS, you would actually in the bottom screen, you would draw the map while you explored the dungeon. um, And so that you knew where you were and how to get through it um, because it was like kind of semi labyrinthy. So that's getting um, all the first three games in that series are being updated and brought over, which is cool. Right. No, that that so. is actually pretty cool. Too bad they didn't include it in the article. <laughs> yeah. But it was in another article I read that talked about it, but I saw that I saw it on the thing. Okay. Well, then that wraps it up for the Nintendo Direct stuff then. Um mm-hmm. but we do have some other big news though. Microsoft bringing Xbox games to the Nintendo. They signed a 10-year contract for it. So we're going to be seeing games like Call of Duty being brought back over to Nintendo mm-hmm. again. What do you think? I think this is awesome, but it's also it's also like a lot of people really focused on the Call of Duty side of things with this. Oh, I um, know so much more than where that. they were like where they were like, oh, they're bringing Call of Duty for ten years, and I think it's because the news cycle is so like Sony wants to not lose Call of Duty, right? But the right. statement is actually that they are bringing Xbox games to Nintendo consoles right. for ten years. So that like, that like Call of Duty, yeah, right. So Call of Duty was referenced as one of those, yeah. but um, I'm hoping Fable's you know, going to make its way over. Well, yeah, Fable. You've also got um, all the Bethesda games are part mm-hmm. of that. I mean, we've always obviously already got some of them like Doom and Doom Eternal and and Skyrim, but you know Fallout and and all that stuff. Um, that gives us Blizzard games too, um, so you have access to more Blizzard games. I mean, how neat would it be to have WoW on your Switch or whatever? But um, yeah, it's just you know, what does does that mean? Game Pass is coming. Like, yeah. how sweet would Game Pass on the Switch That'd be? be cool. Like, That'd like be cloud because cool. especially like if it was even at worst case, it could just be the cloud gaming portion of it, right. um, and having a client that would allow that to run on the Switch. Um, so you have some handheld. I mean, even the Steam Deck, um, you can do that on um, as well. And, it, and from my understanding, it's really nice and it works really well in handheld. So it'd be cool to get that um, on another device that's a, got a little bit larger install base. And it only makes Game yeah. Pass better for them, right? So Yeah, that is true. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is pretty exciting to see Microsoft starting to bring more games over to the Nintendo uh, side of the fence which is pretty cool yeah it's big moves i'm there for it any any time that you know a big developer like that is willing to share their games with a different platform i'm, I'm always down for it, so that's very good 
Um, it's also a slap in Sony's face Sony's where they're face, like, yeah. where they're it, like, see, we're not, we're not, we're, you, you're telling us we're not, you know, giving more gamers more options, and here we are, we're gonna yeah. bring crap to a platform that you don't even bring more shit than to. You have. So yeah, now, what are you exactly. gonna do? When, what are you? What are you gonna do, Sony? What are you, <laughs> so now they can come back at Sony and be like, "Well, Sony doesn't give their games to Nintendo, so I think you should like start breaking up their, um, you know, all their f- in internal studios that they've bought, you know." And yeah. it's like, oh god damn it, why is it gotta be so messy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, the next thing that we're gonna be talking about, Honkai Star Rail, the beta mm-hmm. is out, the final beta, and. Mm-hmm. It is looking very, very promising. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, you weren't originally sold on it, right? Like this. this no, is... no, no, no. I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to play it. I think since I first heard about it, but I wasn't really certain how the like the combat system was, and I'm really glad okay. to see it be like kind of a turn based affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some people complaining about the fact that like your character only has like a bait. You know, a basic and then a, a skill and then an ultimate and then there's not as much, there's not that much, um, like, strategy in that, which I disagree with. Um, but also, you know, understand the idea of, like, oh, maybe they want three skills or something. Excuse me, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it looked great. I'm really looking forward to it. The graphics were awesome. Mm-hmm. Voice acting was good. The, some of the story beats that I saw seemed pretty solid. Um, the characters, you know, design looks good. Um, the one thing that it, that I don't like is that it's another, like, characters mixed with weapons um, in the banners, which I, mm-hmm. I fucking hate that shit. Um, Dragalia was like that at the, at the beginning, and then they finally realized, like, I think, like, eight months or a year into it, they split the banners to be, like character banner and then um uh weapon banner so characters and dragons together and then weapons separate or no character it was characters and dragons were together so it was they, then they split them into character banners and dragon banners mm-hmm. um so you had a lot more like focus like oh i need i want this new character i pull in the character banner i don't have to worry about getting a bunch of weapons i don't need but yeah so they're 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 maintaining that structure um yeah, I would say that, so for me, huge Genshin player, so I have been waiting for this game for a very long time as well. It looks even better than I imagined um, now that mm-hmm. I get to see it in in this version, where as opposed to the unfinished version in the previous beta. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's everything that I wanted. It's Genshin with a turn-based combat system and a, a, and a new story. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's going to have a, a you know a similar rollout as Genshin in regards to like an ongoing story, free content, clear, concise, and consistent updates. Oh my God, you have no idea how important that is until you actually play a game that sticks to their schedules. Um, but that and uh, honestly, like the the care and creativity that they give to Genshin, I want to see that in another game, and so that's what I'm getting. So I'm I'm all about it. Um, yeah. As far as your mention of the weapons and the characters, I personally don't have a problem with it. You know, it's been like that way in Genshin for quite a while. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it honestly, is just fine. Um, 
but they can't really have just a character banner because you'd get way too many copies. Like you'd you'd finish off a character way too quick. Um, so like they do that definitely as a as a kind of gating system, but it's like it's also a fair gating system. Otherwise, you would. Well, just, yeah, I mean, dupes hold a little bit more value. Yeah, exactly. Like than... you would just be so powerful so quick if if you did that. Um, as opposed to just kind of a, a slow roll of bringing your characters up naturally, which is what typically happens in Genshin. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it partially depends on like how they deal with their star system. So if you look at like Nikkei, for instance, mm-hmm. you know you only need three copies of a character to to max limit break them, right? right. Whereas in Genshin, you need what like eight or nine or something to oh. to get all of their constellations done, um, right? It's yes, something it's, like that. It, yeah, so, it, it's um. But the difference is, is that for like five star characters, basically they hit their huge power spike at pretty much always like two copies, two or uh, yeah, two extra copies, and um, with you can go higher than that, but that's where like a, a huge power spike always lies. For four star characters, yeah, like you want to get them up higher, um, but at the same time like you're naturally going to get them over time because they're four stars so mm-hmm. it's honestly like a pretty good balance over there i guess is yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah because um, it is all about like what kind of emphasis the game has on getting dupes right because right. you could have a zero duped uh character team in genshin and you can still wipe everything off the face of the earth so there's really like very little need for dupes even in genshin it's just nice to have yeah um and I, I see this going on a, a similar trajectory. So, either yeah, way, I, mean, I think the I think the pity system and everything is identical to Genshin. Uh, yeah. So, so either way, very excited. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll yeah. No, we're gonna be going hard that. into that one. So yeah, that'll be good. It's gonna be good. Um, next thing here, <laughs> this one's pretty much for me. Um, Naruto X Baruto Connections. It's the new. It's the new um, Naruto game that's coming out. It's a new fighting game. Um, these things are amazing. I highly recommend it for anyone um, that that loves the the IP. Um, the it is it is truly the best and most fluid combat system I have ever played in a game. So I would one hundred percent say pick it up if you can. Um, because it's it's just astounding and then playing through the story you get a a real fast version of what actually happens in the anime assuming that they work at the same way that they have the previous games so Mm -hmm. you know if you're someone that that wants to play through the story of naruto honestly you get to do that um you won't quite get as much out of it as you would by watching the anime as to be expected but um you will still get like all the highs and the lows and all that kind of stuff and um you know it it still feels really good. It's always fun for me to play through every single time. So um, definitely pick that up. Take a look for yourselves. Um, next thing here, Destiny 2 Lightfall. They released a new trailer today that is honestly fantastic. Um, it shows a lot about the new villain that we're going to be getting into. And it's finally like, you know, this whole expansion is kind of finally really going into what this you know threat has been the whole time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so for years and years and years in the making 
we're, we're actually getting into that. And this trailer just kind of pushed the fact that we're going to be getting direct story for this villain and getting to actually find out more of the history of what's been going on that's been shrouded in mystery forever. So um, I'm super pumped. I'm absolutely buying this expansion, even though I haven't played the last couple, because I just, I got to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. But this definitely feels like, if it's not the last, it's certainly the second to last. After that, we have to be getting a Destiny 3, or they're going to, like, not make Destiny anymore. Like, one of the two. No, depending. I mean, they said, so I, I disagree with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because they did say, um, at one point, they said that Destiny 2 was, that there there were no active plans for Destiny 3, because Destiny 2 was designed to kind of, like, go. Do you know what I mean? So, I what don't do know. Designed to go? Like, designed to, like, last, like, forever, um, mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, obviously, it's not going to last forever, but... Um, I think I, I don't know what their plans are for it yet. I think it would be it, they should start looking at building out Destiny three. I don't know what they're what they're like if they're in their head going, okay, we we wanted to get ten years out of Destiny two. We wanted to get five years out of Destiny two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been that transparent yet. So, well, yeah, I, just I mean, mean it, I mean, like story wise, like they they don't have anywhere really to go. There's not really anywhere to go. Yeah, and, you know, unless something crazy happens, you know, in the in this upcoming expansion. But I I think that what it looks like is that they're basically getting either winding it down this expansion. Maybe there's enough room for one more, but without something crazy happening in the story, I I don't see how they're going to continue expansions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said. Uh, Destiny three. That's what I was saying. Like, so either they're they're gonna have to come out with a Destiny three, or Destiny is just gonna be done, and they're gonna work on a new IP, which I would I would honestly love for them to do as well, because still no one has really taken the beauty that is Destiny and its raid systems, especially, and applied it to other games. Like, I I don't know why, but <laughs> that has not happened yet. And I feel like um, we need to see that in kind of just a different, you know, outside of Destiny, but still have all the mechanics that Destiny had. You know what I mean? So I would like to see like a, some kind of medievalish version of Destiny that would be amazing to play, like, you know, sword and sorcery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, bottom line is very excited for this update. Can't wait to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be super impactful for the story if not the finality of the story um last thing here and this one's you know mostly on you um Huygen soft launch that just happened uh, a little bit of controversy on this one as well just in you know how the game is working treating its its um player base and everything like that so what do you what do you think on this one yeah the game um looks great i mean mm-hmm. it's you know cell shaded anime graphics so it's you know it's that genshin style you know i mean hell i mean the tales games have been doing cell shaded 3d models since before genshin was a thought in somebody's you know brain but you know i think the most popular current gen like mobile gotcha that uses it is genshin so we'll use that as reference it looks very similar to that it's got the card mechanic kind of from um blue archive as the far as the way that the battles take place um but it's i just i mean i 
I think it looks good. I think it's very slick. Presentation is good. UI works well. Um, I did some pulls. I got some SSRs. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got some got some anti-rerolling tech in there, which is dumb. I just don't understand. Just embrace the fact that people are going to re-roll on your game. Like I 100% agree. Um, I'm so tired of like it. The, the thing about re-rolling is. Mm-hmm. Rerolling is something that your free-to-play players do in order to be able to try and compete with whales at the beginning, which then forces your whales to spend more money. So you really shouldn't be super gateful of that because right. it, it, it makes free-to-play players feel like they can get at least enough of a leg up at the start to carry them through the story um, and that they've got SSRs to start with. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I don't understand why why some of these companies are so... like hard up to not allow that to occur but the big thing is is that they've stated that the soft launch um servers will be segregated from uh the the the, what they're calling the well they're calling it the open beta so after this which makes no sense so this soft launch will lead into an open beta Mm -hmm. how does that make any sense that the open beta is before the soft launch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, they're doing some rebates and whatnot. And then the question is, does the open beta just become the launch server? And and they just, their English is bad and they just didn't, they just misnamed them. Um, or is there going to be another server that then is released for global? And basically those two servers are left to rot and die. So mm-hmm. You know, we'll see what happens, but the idea of segmenting your player base like that is frustrating, especially if you've got um, people that have dedicated any time to it. So there was, I was talking on another Discord about it, and there was a lot of people that were like, this is so dumb. Like, why would you split your population like that? Exactly. Dislight did it. It was a big problem in Dislight. Um, Just don't do it. Just soft launch the game. Let it go. Exactly. Yeah. Or or just say, we're going to wipe it. Like, Per, make sure that those people don't end up to. segregated. Just yeah. make sure that they're segregated. They're not segregated. That's all you got to do. So. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. Yep. All right. Well, that is all of the news that we have this week. Um, lots of good stuff here. I can't wait for next week. Um, there's going to be some big news there as well. Some big TV shows and everything like that that we'll talk about. Um, so, yeah. Thank you very much, Muggin. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah.